Hello and welcome to the PHBS podcast with myself, Will Bowen, and my co-host, Roberta Lazari. Here on the podcast today, we have with us Kevin Palmieri. Kevin is the founder and co-host of the Next Level University podcast. Early in his life, Kevin found success, but after a brush with suicide, he realized he wasn't living a life he truly wanted. He became passionate about self-improvement and decided to make it his purpose in life to impact as many people as possible by becoming a role model podcaster and speaker. He has succeeded to make his podcast one of the top 100 with over 1,000 episodes and listened in over 125 countries. He has taken his life to the next level and achieved both personal and professional success. Kevin, it's great to have you on the podcast with us today. I appreciate you both so very much for having me, and I am excited to chat. I mean, welcome to our podcast, and thanks for joining us today. Could you tell us more about your podcast? Yes, so we have a podcast called Next Level University. We are a global top 100 show. We have listeners in 125 plus countries. We just crossed our thousandth episode last month. And uh, we do an episode every single day because we deeply believe that if you get a little bit better every single day, the sky really is the limit for you. And we want to be in in the pocket of every human on the planet every single day, completely for free. That is our our mission statement. And and what was the idea that drove to the conception of the podcast or what was the motivation that led you to want to do this? I mean, you've made a thousand episodes now, so that's, that's a lot. <laughs> so what's the driving force behind it? It was, believe it or not, it was it was pain. I was a six-figure earner. So I made $100,000 when I was 26. I opened my final pay stub of the year and I realized, well, I, I found quote-unquote success, but I'm pretty miserable. Why? I don't understand why I'm not happy. I have the American dream. Why am I not happy? And I realized that for that year and most of my life, I had lived unconsciously. So I started a podcast called The Hyperconscious Podcast acutely aware. You're you're questioning everything. So that's where this started for me is I wanted to help people become hyper-conscious and understand if you're living by accident, you're not going to be able to get the results you want. And that came from me living by accident, getting what seemed like awesome results and then realizing I wasn't really happy. So that's where it started. And what's the idea behind the name of the podcast, The Next Level University? So we were on a coaching call with one of our mentors, Evan Carmichael, and he said, you guys are called hyperconscious. I don't know what that means. Nobody knows what that means. You guys are awesome at this, but I would never remember you because I can't remember the name. You need to change your name. And we said, no, not going to happen. We're not changing our name. Then we talked about it and we realized, well, Evan knows what he's talking about. We should probably take his advice. So something we had been saying a lot, my business partner, Alan and I, we say that restaurant was next level. That movie was next level. That was a next level workout. And we were like, okay, we say next level a lot. What do we ultimately want this to be? We ultimately want it to be an online campus where people can come for holistic self-improvement. So we said, well, what's an online campus? It's a university. Let's be next level university. And that the second I said that, I said, that's it. We're planting our flag there. And that is what we became. And that was probably 500 episodes in when we rebranded. And I guess just, just in the context of setting up a podcast and achieving success, it's quite relentless. Every day you have to make episodes. You're making seven per week. What's I guess, what was the inflection point that made you realize this is going to be a very big thing? This is becoming a real thing. Was it when you were told, recommended to change the name or rebranding process? What was the, what went on there? I would say it's when I actually first started getting clients. 
So just for context, I was, again, I was quote unquote successful. I ended up debating suicide because I was so miserable with my job. I just felt so stuck, so trapped. I left my job and I said, I will never get another job again. I'm going to be a full-time podcaster, whatever that means. I don't know. And after that, probably like a year, a year and a half later, I talked to my business partner. I said, we have to start making money. This has to be a business. So we started coaching people for free. And after a couple months, we'd say, hey, we can't really do this for free because our, our schedules are stretched. Do you, are you interested in paying $50 a week or $50 a call? And everybody was like, yeah, I'd pay $50 for this. Then for me, it was like, okay, I'm making $50 an hour. That's almost the most I've ever made. I made more at my other job, but that went to 75 to 100. So when we had proof of concept that you can actually make money with a podcast if you know what you're doing, that's when it was like, oh, this can actually be something sustainable for our lifestyles, as well as the impact and mastery that we're playing for as well. And to fellow podcasters out there, what do you think makes a great podcast? Mm, that is a, a great question. I believe great podcasts are the ones that put their listeners and their audience first. I really, really, really believe that. When we started, I had an understanding that we were going to attract a certain audience, and we didn't. We attracted females and humans who identify as females. I didn't expect that. I thought it was going to be a male-driven podcast as a bodybuilder with tattoos. And when we started to understand that, we said, well, it's our job to serve this community better than anybody else. So we have to learn about this community. I want to talk to this community. I want to know them at a deep level. And what makes a valuable, positive podcast is a simple question. What problem are you solving on every single episode for your community? That is why people listen to, to podcasts. So I would say the, the great podcasts, the valuable ones are the ones that answer the questions that the community needs the most. And you mentioned a fair bit about, I guess, self-holistic improvement. Could you share a little bit more about what you mean by that? Absolutely. So when we talk when, and we use the word holistic, when we say holistic, we mean health, wealth, and love. There's a lot of podcasts you can listen to that will talk strictly about finance. There's a lot of podcasts that are just about love. There's a lot of podcasts that are about health. But not everybody has a holistic, well-rounded view. I've met many wealthy people who are very out of shape and they take their health for granted. I've met many people who are extremely wealthy and cannot have a relationship to save their life. I didn't want that. I found success and I realized that was not the version I wanted. So I want to be as healthy as possible, as wealthy as possible, and as deeply in love as possible. And that's what we want to bring to our audience as well and say, look, you can have all this. Will it take three times as long? Maybe, but you can have it all and you have to know that in order to get it all. And you mentioned about like, understand what your listeners want. Which one was the best feedback you have received from your listener? We had somebody who... She reached out to me and she said, I'm afraid to approach people in public. And again, and this is how you know our podcast is a little bit different. And I said, all right, cool. Let's go to the mall together. And we will literally go up to people in the mall and we will start conversations. And we started talking to people at the mall and we had conversations at the food court and we were getting ready to leave. And there were these motorized zoo animals. I don't know why they had them at the mall, but they had them at the mall. And she said, if we were really brave, we would rent those and drive those around the mall. So I have a video on my phone of us driving those around the mall. Somebody who went into that day thinking, I can't start conversations with strangers, ended up having 
however many conversations in doing something so far outside of her comfort zone. She ended up going back to college and got a 3.8 GPA, even though she didn't feel smart enough. And now she's actually on the team and she works with us every single day. And at one point she was just a listener. And that's like my favorite story in the world because it shows how much can change over the course of a couple of years. If you really pour into yourself and just try to get a little bit better every day. And, and what's that crucial first step in your opinion in holistic self-improvement, let's say to people that may not have listened or heard of your podcast yet, but you know, really would like to discover something like it. I think you have to ask yourself why. So why am I asking this question? Why am I avoiding this thing? Why am I running to this thing? Why do I get insecure around certain people? I believe self-awareness is such a superpower. And if you can tap into that, you start asking yourself the, the deep questions, you start reflecting on your past and you understand the reason I'm where I am today is not necessarily because I've set a goal to be somewhere in the future, but it's probably something that happened to me in my past, right? That's, that's how we end up where we are today. So I would say, ask yourself the most powerful question, which is why, and then try to take time with yourself and reflect into your past. And at least you'll have new awarenesses of why you are where you are, why you have certain thought processes, and then you can operate differently. When you understand yourself at a deeper level, you can understand everything at a deeper level. So I think that's probably the best place to start, honestly. And reflecting on your personal journey, what do you think has been the biggest challenge you have encountered in this entrepreneurial journey? I would say getting over my insecurities. I have definitely dealt with a lot of imposter syndrome. I've dealt with a lot of not feeling good enough or smart enough. That has been the biggest thing for me. And we talk about having over a thousand episodes. For the first 150, I did not like it that much. I was terrified of doing it. I was scared every single episode. So the hardest thing for me has been being afraid and then showing up anyway. It's it's a challenge. And I still get nervous before certain things. Speaking engagements terrify me. Going on other podcasts now, I'm pretty confident, but it's been, I've done 300 or something. So yeah. The hardest thing has been getting from, I don't know how I can do this, if I can do this, to the point of comfort, however many reps that takes. That's the hardest part for me, for sure. And you've mentioned a bit about, I guess, having bad experiences and this kind of imposter syndrome that you, mm -hmm. you talked about in your past. Do you think it's important to have those experiences? And I guess, once you've had them, how should you receive them? How should you interpret the learning from those experiences? I think it is probably the thing that has given me the most results in my life, honestly. And this is the analogy I use. We have this, this fear and it's like a hard no. I can't, I can't do it. Hard no, I cannot do this. But what's something smaller that you could do? We look up at the top, the very peak of the mountain. We say, I could never get there. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about you getting to the next summit. And when you get to the next summit, you can see the next summit and then you can see the next summit. So it's so important to face your fears, to get outside of your comfort zone, to try to lean into imposter syndrome, because you're going to get a perspective and you're going to get results that you never would have gotten before, thus proving to you that you're more capable than you actually believe. As long as you can take the step and say, look, if I fail, I'm not going to attach this to my self-worth. Me failing does not make me a failure. It teaches me many lessons that I can use to avoid that 
quote unquote failure in the future. So I think it is unreasonably important, such an important step for all humans, as long as you can separate results from self-worth and understand you are not the results. The results are just a byproduct of a new action usually. And what has been the crucial point in your life to change from like feeling not enough and then becoming inspirational for other people and motivate other people with your podcast? Did something specifically happen or... How was it? I think for me, I gave my first speech when we were probably two and a half years into this journey. And that was a big, a big set point for me because it gave me new proof of something that I never thought I could do. So I think the the interesting thing about me and my journey is for most of it, it has very much been brute force, me just putting my head down and dealing with all the perceived pain. Then I have enough proof that says, all right, Kev, you went on a podcast yesterday and it went fine. What are the odds it doesn't go well today? So I have enough proof to reference. That's I think that's the thing for me. And it really all started with the first speech I ever did because I was comfortable as a podcaster at that point. I was not comfortable as a speaker. So I would say that. I just have proof. It's all. It really, for me, is all in the reps. I've just done so many episodes where... Even if I have an off day, it's way better than it would be in the very beginning for me. So the reps really add up. I think that's really my key more than anything, honestly. And what do you think is, I guess, a real source of confidence that we can look for within ourselves when we're encountering challenging situations that you've recognized through you know, your journey in the, and, and your podcasting and the people you've spoken to? Mm. I would say... We all think that people really, really care about what we're doing. And honestly, most people don't really. I mean, say I say something wrong and it's it's the worst thing that happens to me today. You both are going to forget about it within the next couple of days. You have lives. Like after we leave here, you're going to go do something else and you're not going to be thinking, oh, I can't believe Kevin said that. Like you have lives. There's more important things going on in your lives than that. So I think it's understanding that there's almost always a safety net. It might not seem like it, but even if the worst case scenario happens, it's usually not as bad as you think. That's what I would say. So I try to do best case, worst case, most likely scenario. Best case scenario, you both love me and you say, hey, let's hang out and get dinner together and whatever. You know, we'll hang out on the yacht. Like, that's awesome. Cool. That's best case scenario. Worst case is you absolutely hate me and you can this interview right in the middle of it. Most likely scenario, we get along very well. We enjoy ourselves and it's a, it's a positive value add episode. So I try to do that and understand even if worst case happens, you get up and you try again tomorrow. It's not the end of the world. And going back to your podcast, what's the big vision with next level in the future? Our ultimate goal is to have the most successful self-improvement brand ever of all time. So we want to have the biggest podcast in the self-improvement space. And we want to, this is our ultimate goal is to put self-improvement in the pocket of every human on the planet every single day for free. Everybody who has access to podcasting or podcast apps, YouTube, we want to be in their pocket every day. That is the ultimate goal. And that will take us forever and most likely never happen in those specific words, but we will keep on fighting the good fight. Well, I absolutely love it. And I just wanted to ask, we have time for one final question. Just want to ask, what recommendations would you have to any, I guess, would-be podcasters out there thinking about doing their own podcast or currently running a podcast and, you know, definitely on the grind trying to get it, get it going? 
Yeah, one thing would be if you can't be consistent, you got to find a way to be. You absolutely have to be a consistent human being in terms of podcasting. If somebody shows up to your show and you're not there, they're going to go find somebody else and you might lose a listener. And the long-term value of one human being is way more than most people realize. So that would be point number one. And the second thing I would say is focus less on performance and more on presence. The, the person that I am in front of you is I'm trying to be the same person behind the scenes. I'm trying not to put on a show or perform. I'm just trying to be who I am. People will like you for you. They'll also dislike you for you, but you have to be yourself. So I would say focus more on presence than performance. And then the last thing would be add as much value as humanly possible to your audience. Like their stuff, message them and DM them and check in on them. Really make it your mission and part of your goal to connect with your community at a very, very deep level. And I can guarantee you will be more successful than most because most people aren't willing to do it. Well, Kevin, that's all we've got time for today, but thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. My pleasure. I appreciate you both so very much. Thank you so much, Kevin. Of course. Thanks for joining us for this episode. If you haven't already, join our community online on Instagram, where you can stay up to date with the latest episodes and reach out to us. Thank you.